Welcome to Inside Exchange, presented by LEK Consulting, a global strategy consultancy that helps business leaders seize competitive advantage and amplify growth. Inside Exchange is our forum dedicated to the free, open, and unbiased exchange of the insights and ideas that are driving business into the future. We exchange insights with the brightest minds of the day, the most daring innovators, and the doers who are right now rebuilding the world around us. The consumer packaged goods industry faced several major challenges in 2021. The industry seems to be weathering the COVID-19 pandemic, and CPG companies spend on packaging is no exception, with spending on packaging continuing to increase in line with long-term trends across a range of brand product categories. To better understand how brand owner packaging needs are evolving and the implications for the industry and investors, LEK Consulting conducted its fourth annual brand owner packaging study in the summer of 2021. In this episode, we discuss some of the insights that were revealed. We hear from LEK partner Tilo Henkes. Hello, my name is Tilo Henkes. I'm a partner at LEK Consulting, been with LEK for 21 years, and lead our global packaging practice. We also receive insights from LEK partner Jeff Cloding. Hi, my name is Jeff Cloding. I'm a managing director and partner with LEK Consulting, based in LEK's Boston office. Pleasure to be with you today. Thanks, gentlemen. So, to start the discussion, Tilo, tell us about the brand owner packaging study. Like, how long has it been around? How many people typically participate? And what industries do those participants represent? Well, thanks very much. The, uh, the brand owner survey is an annual survey that we have been running at LEK Consulting. This is now our fourth annual survey. And we are typically reaching out to about 500 brand owners. And those brand owners cut across end markets, roughly in a similar split to what we see more broadly in the packaging market, that is to say, uh, food, beverage, health and wellness, beauty and personal care, household and pet, and the relative mix of those respondents, as I mentioned, is roughly in line with what we see as far as packaging in these end markets is concerned. We also make sure that we have a nice split between tier one versus tier two versus micro brands. And um, uh, we define those roughly as tier one brands having a billion in sales or greater, tier two being between 500 million and a billion, and then micro customers being less than 500 million in actual retail sales. So we try to get a good cross-section in the marketplace of respondents uh, and, you know, we are asking uh, brand owners a series of questions each and every year. Those questions are regarding trends related to their spend on packaging and skew growth. The questions also relate to sustainability and mix shifts that brand owners are looking at by substrate. And our questions also relate to uh, usually a topical type questions such as the growth in e-commerce. Jeff, anything you'd add to that? Sure. So, you know, it, it, within a brand owner, there are a number of, of different 
the types of decision makers. We make an effort to get to the brand owner themselves, the procurement group, packaging engineers, folks in supply chain, folks in marketing uh, and finance. So a good mix of, of, of different roles uh, within uh, a brand owner. Uh, importantly, I think within some of the major uh, end markets, whether they be food and beverage uh, or beauty and personal care, household and pet, you know, we're really trying to get to a, a really good representative submarket uh, type of split as well. Uh, getting brand owners from dry food, frozen food, snacks, liquid and canned food, fresh food, uh, alcoholic beverages, non-alcoholic beverages, uh, food service, uh, etc. So we make a very deliberate effort to get to uh, a very uh, broad and, and deep set of the key decision makers at brand owners for this study. Jeff, were there any key trends that stood out in this year's study? So there were uh, four really important trends uh, that we saw surface in this year's study. Number one is brand owners expect to spend uh, more so going forward than they did uh, historically, somewhat of a, a step change in expected spend. Number two is that there were some very interesting uh, dynamics in terms of skew proliferation. Uh, the number of products that brand owners had on the shelves uh, expanding over the past couple of years, taking a, a temporary step back in the, the pandemic time period, uh, and then expected to continue to accelerate on a, on a go-forward basis. The third trend is uh, around the expectations in terms of continued focus on uh, sustainability. Uh, brand owners, uh, many of whom have a 2025 uh, packaging sustainability goal, um, want to spend a little bit of time talking about uh, how many of them actually feel like they're not at the requisite pace to meet many of those objectives uh, by 2025. And then the fourth is around uh, e-commerce, uh, the velocity of, of e-commerce and the need for many of these brand owners to put in place fit for channel uh, type packaging that are gonna be more suitable uh, through the e-commerce channel as opposed to your traditional brick and mortar channels. Tilo, anything you'd add? I think that's right, Jeff. A uh, couple of key takeaways. Some, some of these takeaways continuing trends and dynamics that we've seen over the past four years, some of them uh, showing some interesting new dynamics. Now let me add a, a little bit more color to some of them. On the increased total spending, um, we've actually seen, despite the impact of the pandemic, brand owners have indicated to us that they actually intend to increase their spending by almost about 70 basis points in terms of the growth of, of spending um, than what we saw last year. So we're actually seeing an expectation of about 4.5% growth over the next couple of years. And interestingly, this is largely coming from Tier 1 brands, uh, but not far behind Tier 1 brands are also Tier 2 and micro brands. All in all, what this tells us is that there is still robust growth expected for packaging suppliers to these brand owner customer segments. And we would expect to see that growth in demand for packaging to be well north of um, uh, GDP growth. 
And it really continues to tell us, as we've known for a while, that brand owners do see packaging spend as a very favorable ROI. It is a way to differentiate the brand on the shelf and a way to differentiate uh, your brand relative to your competitors. So we see, I think, continued good news as far as brand owner spend on packaging. Likewise, on the SKU proliferation front, as, as you mentioned, Jeff, we did see a bit of a pullback, as we often do during market cycles of brand owners pulling back some um, uh, introduction of new SKUs. But we are uh, seeing, as we're coming out of the pandemic and into the, the 2001 timeframe, uh, a reversion back to introducing those new SKUs. Introducing new SKUs, of course, also has a direct impact on packaging, as all of those new SKUs are generally getting differentiated packaging. So there is an increased demand for, for packaging as we see the, the SKU proliferation. So again, we, we see good news here. Um, and again, it's the tier ones and specifically a lot of beverage brands that uh, where we did see some of the pullback, but that we are starting to see that that growth coming back and um, generation of new SKUs. Jeff, you want to talk a little bit about things that we've seen on sustainability and e-commerce in a little bit more detail? Sure. You know, it's no surprise that uh, brand owners uh, have been very public with their you know 2025 goals, and these goals go something along the lines of 50, 75, 100 percent of a brand owner's packaging being recyclable, uh, made with recycled content, uh, biodegradable or compostable, uh, reusable or, or utilizing uh, less material. And when we look at uh, brand owners uh, report on themselves as to how they're progressing uh, amongst uh, those goals, uh, while some of them say that they have a degree of access to recycled content, um, a, a very high percentage uh, indicate that they don't have enough uh, recycled content to be able to meet some of these goals. And as they think about the, the transition from one packaging format uh, to another, or the legacy substrate, packaging substrate, relative to where they need to get to in order to achieve these 2025 goals, uh, many of them feel uh, as if they're uh, quite far behind. Uh, they're, they're only about 40% uh, of the way there and at the current pace are unlikely to meet those 2025 goals. So in, in thinking about the implications on the packaging uh, community, it represents a, a significant opportunity to support brand owners with uh, innovation related to novel substrates, uh, innovation related to making sustainable uh, substrates and materials um, more cost-effectively uh, to be competitive with some of the existing packaging materials and formats uh, that brand owners are utilizing today. And in some uh, cases, we're actually seeing uh, supply of uh, post-consumer recycled content be uh, increasingly more important to the converter community. And in fact, some converters have backward vertically integrated into municipal recycling facilities. 
purchasing of, of these these MRFs uh, or municipal recycling facilities uh, helps with reducing the supply risk of being able to have access uh, in the future. So, uh, you know, a lot of dynamics uh, at play that we think will continue to be uh, incredibly dynamic uh, as brand owners seek to achieve their 2025 packaging sustainability goals. So given the need to weather the COVID-19 pandemic, can you share with us what the study revealed about the challenges facing brand owners as a result of the pandemic? Sure. I can uh, put one challenge out there, uh, but Batilo, please uh, jump in as well. One challenge during the pandemic in particularly uh, brand owners that were, were serving the grocery channel was to be able to find ways to meet elevated levels of demand for not only center aisle goods, but also perimeter of the store goods as a very significant percentage of consumers shifted their calories from food service channels, quick service restaurants, limited service restaurants, full service restaurants towards the at home food and beverage channels, such as grocery. And given the existing uh, supply chains, not of not only for packaging, but also of, of food product, many brand owners felt, found themselves in a unique challenge of trying to find ways to keep product on the shelves and avoiding stockouts. And interestingly, although over the course of the past five years, there's been a tremendous amount of SKUs that have been introduced, which shortens the run lengths, but introduces some complexity in the production process, in particular changeovers and the time that it takes the changeover, that led to a situation where uh, brand owners were not able to produce as much as they could have if they were uh, to otherwise simplify uh, their lines. And so faced with elevated levels of demand during the pandemic, brand owners need to make a, a hard choice to focus on their brands that were the top brands in their portfolio, to focus on longer run products, to focus on delaying the introduction of new products, to focus on ensuring that they could produce uh, as efficiently as possible because if you aren't in, able to introduce uh, to produce the incremental, you know, ten percent, fifteen percent higher volumes relative to the prior year, you risk uh, product not being able to be found on the shelves when uh, consumers reached for that favorite brand. So this is a very significant challenge uh, for many brand owners, in particular for some of the large global tier one brand owners. Um, that they needed to navigate uh, over the course uh, of the pandemic. That's great. That's right, Jeff. Um, you know, another significant challenge that is impacting brand owners is the issue of omni-channel and specifically the increasing penetration of e-commerce for so many different brands. And we saw this has actually been exacerbated through the pandemic because We've seen that e-commerce activity has actually jumped as a function of the pandemic. And it's across segments, food service, food, and other consumer categories. And 
The conundrum that faces many brands as related to their packaging is how do I take advantage of that e-commerce channel? Because the e-commerce, selling through e-commerce, has puts different pressures on the packaging, needing to make sure that the packaging can withstand the incremental touch points that actually go through the e-commerce world, making sure that the packaging is something that can easily catch the eye of the consumer when they're looking at it just on a computer screen, very different from when you're looking at something in person in a bricks and mortar store. So the dynamics of e-commerce put significantly different pressure on packaging, put, uh, put pressures on brand owners to figure out how can I continue to um, differentiate my product in the e-commerce channel. Not least of which is, do I confuse the consumer if I have different packaging in e-commerce than I do through other channels? So there's, there is that question as well that um, um, uh, is uh, needing to be addressed by brand owners. Anything you'd add to that, Jeff? No, I think that's well said, Dilo. Tilo, you've mentioned some very interesting things that need to be considered from this particular survey. So to summarize, what are some of the final key takeaways and most notable findings from this survey? I think we continue to see good news going forward in terms of demand for packaging, not only in terms of continued SKU proliferation, but also in terms of an expanding range of substrates, particularly driven by issues in and around sustainability and e-commerce. There is, however, a clock that is ticking, particularly when we think about sustainability. The 2025 goals that many brands have signed up for, uh, we've got to figure out uh, infrastructure issues within the U.S. to help with, with uh, recycling rates. Um, and we need to figure out, most notably, how to handle price differentials between sustainable packaging and, and virgin-based materials. So the clock is ticking. There are some interesting dynamics that uh, I think um, spell good news for suppliers of packaging, raw material suppliers, chemicals companies that provide coatings, converters who are making packaging, uh, distribution channel, uh, equipment manufacturers. There are a lot of good reasons for a lot of the different parts of the packaging value chain to be optimistic based on what we're hearing here from, from brand owners. But there is, there is a, a clock that is ticking. Decisions need to be made. And I think uh, that, that is something that uh, everyone in the value chain needs to keep in the back of their mind. What do you think, Jeff? I agree, Tilo. There is a major sea change set of challenges that these brand owners are, are facing as it results, uh, as a result of uh, demands for uh, new and innovative SKUs as it relates to finding ways to navigate getting product through e-commerce channels and uh, achieving these sustainability objectives over the course of the, the next couple of years. And it's incumbent upon the entire ecosystem to recognize some of the challenges that the brand owners have and uh, to find opportunities to uh, leverage 
their own competencies, whether it be around material science or, or be around uh, material conversion, whether it be around uh, collection and recovery uh, or development and design. There, there are an incredible amount of opportunities for those in the packaging ecosystem that are aware of and thinking about uh, how they can support these brand owners in uh, achieving uh, their objectives, which are very ambitious over the course of the next three to five years. While the industry is changing, its trajectory seems clear. Act now to be ready for a world of continued skew proliferation, intensifying sustainability demands, and a continued shift to e-commerce. If you'd like to learn more or request access to the full 2021 brand owner packaging study, please contact us at industrials at lek.com. Thank you, our listeners, for joining us today at the Insight Exchange, presented by LEK Consulting. Links to resources mentioned in this podcast can be found in the show notes. Please subscribe or follow for future episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, we encourage you to submit your suggestions for future insights online at lek.com.